Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1. The podcast where we discuss the first episode of three new TV shows and help you decide what's worth watching. Today, we're talking about Breeders, It's a Sin, and The Chase. But first of all, I'm so excited to talk about the game that y'all did last time. (laughs) (laughs) You know me way too well. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear. (laughs) You got everything almost perfect. I really wanted to love the one... And I didn't. Mm, interesting. Okay. I, I I agree. I just was watching it wanting Soulmates. And I still haven't watched anything other than the first episode. And it just made me want to go back and watch the rest of Soulmates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am slightly intrigued at like the mystery part of it. I think calling that show a sci-fi is stretch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. There's no science. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because Amy, you watched more of it, right? I'm almost done. I think we have one episode left. Yeah, it's all it's all about the Yeah, the, if, if they get more into the mystery, I'm cool with that. But like the premise of the show is not the mystery. No, not at all. Um, so I'm mildly interested for the mystery part of it. So at least that's good to know that they veer more into the mystery. Um, so for I said the exact same thing about Defending Jacob that it was I was like, what's that show that we all really love with Nicole Kidman? This is our replacement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opposite. I was not expecting to like this one and then ended up really liking it yeah oh, oh defending jacob yeah defending jacob okay i thought you'd I... already gone over to debris <laughs> oh. i thought that for a second too no and that one i felt the same about the one that i did about debris i wanted to i really wanted to like debris mm-hmm. and i hated it they yeah, it was so they, bad okay <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> they they threw your out taste is much. recovering. <laughs> well, I, I do agree that like I go either really highbrow or really lowbrow. <laughs> but that one like sci-fi. that one walked a line. It was close. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it wasn't like bad enough the, where you can like watch mm-hmm. a good bad show. No, it's just bad bad. It was just yeah. bad bad. Yeah. And I uh my my parents have watched it and loved it. It's Which t- does not surprise <laughs> me in the least. It is absolutely every TV show that your 50 plus audience likes. Yeah, right. it's NCIS mm-hmm. for adults, for mm-hmm. older adults. I guess yeah. we're considered adults now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was just, and I know it's a lot to like set up, but they just threw out way, even if it wasn't going to be like a procedural type of crime drama with space stuff thrown in, like, I'm just looking for more of a sci-fi. We follow the same piece of space junk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Well, I watched the rest of Defending Jacob, Ooh. and I recommend watching it all, all the way through. It yeah. definitely has a lot of similarities to um, the end to it. That, the no no spoilers about, with that, but it's just, no. yeah. Do you feel like at the end of the season you have, have you watched all of it? Yes. Uh, I feel like you have closure. Um, I feel like I have the same, honestly, same amount of closure as I felt with the undoing. Okay. Yeah. I a lot of like, closure there. Yeah, it's like a it's like a good amount of closure. It's a it's like something that makes you think, and it's not yeah because it's it's really not a story about who done it. It's a story no. about the family and what yeah. what going through something like this does to a family. Yeah, yeah. That was my main concern in watching it was that it's the type of show where it might leave you with a million questions, and I didn't like that. Yeah, not a million um, questions. It definitely just some. Yeah, definitely ties things up but there's still some mystery there mm-hmm. yeah i'm about halfway through i really enjoyed that show so far yeah it's just pulls it's you just in ver- yeah it's very well done well made 
just so good. Besides that, have you guys been watching anything else? No, it's honestly a miracle that I've almost finished both of these shows. I'm so impressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. In line with my, I either watch highbrow or lowbrow. I went really lowbrow <laughs> and dove further into uh, the Bravo world. And I watched this horrible show called Summer House. Uh, and there is zero plot to it it's just a reality show of a bunch of friends who are actually I think just thrown together to be castmates and they live in a summer house over like in the Hamptons they and they all live in New York City so like Jersey Shore but the Hamptons Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it is so horrible I like I dove so deeply I got into a reddit fight Um, oh my goodness (laughs) wow I don't know. Have a little too much time to yourself over there, (laughs) Allie. I just like to fall asleep to inane fights happening with drunk people. That's my least favorite type of television. (laughs) I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I borderline don't like it, but I continue to watch it. Yeah, something. We really got to get you watching Big Brother or something that has maybe like a little more sustenance to it. (laughs) Mm hmm. What about you, Jen? Um, well, I took off work last week and I filled my back the background of my days watching old episodes of Shark Tank. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, what do you find? Just that comforting. Do you like the horrible the horrible pitches or the ones that are now successful companies? I find the successful ones a lot more fulfilling to watch. It's really painful when yeah. you watch someone go in there and think that they like that they have it all figured out and this is what they've committed their life to. And then they're like, no, nah, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. And especially the older ones where you can Google it and be like, that company is out of business now. Yep. That didn't work. You were wrong. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been my life. Well, should we get into uh, breeders? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, breeders is described as an American British parental comedy. I've never heard anything described as American British before. Accurate though. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. accurate. Um, considering it was created by Martin Freeman, British, Chris Addison. I think he's also British, British comedian and Simon Blackwell, who every time his name appeared, I was like, I know who that like that name is so familiar. He is the uh, he was a writer and EP on Veep. So oh, very yeah. interesting. It's like I know I'd seen that name, and of course we all know Martin Freeman from anything British The Office, <laughs> uh, Sherlock, The Hobbit. You know Martin Freeman. He also <laughs> Martin Freeman also stars in it. Um, it is on FX, which means it's also on Hulu. So whether you have cable or streaming, there you go. Uh, the first season aired actually March of 2020, beginning of March. So if you haven't heard of it, that's probably why we were all a little preoccupied with other things at that time. <laughs> and season two actually just premiered on March 22nd. So there's about 13 episodes and they're all around 30 minutes. So nice and short. We like our short shows. Um, so the series follows two parents struggling with parenthood. And I found it kind of a dark comedy i would describe it as absolutely Um, very dark (laughs) and i really enjoyed it i was surprised Hmm. you were surprised but you like a lot of british comedies yeah i guess i wasn't surprised i i I didn't love it the first like 10 minutes but by the end Mm -hmm. of the episode it tied everything together and was hilarious 
Opposite reaction. Really? (laughs) Truly, truly despised this with every fiber Uh of my being. (laughs) Really? I loved dark comedy. And I was, it was so, like, I was so anxious the whole time I watched this. And I just found it, like, it went, it veered too far in a certain direction. Yeah. And I was like, I never want, it made me never want to have children. Ever. Yeah. I want children. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. (laughs) And it, it just also kept making me think of, like, I think catastrophe is so much of a better version of this and it's that same like american british it's Mm. an american man and a british well actually irish woman who meet in london and and quickly get pregnant and like and they do a jump forward very quickly Mm. into like the perils of what like a more authentic look at parenthood is Mm -hmm. uh and i feel like this is where that was going but just went like so dark and yeah i I did not like (laughs) it No, I enjoyed it. I think a lot of it, a lot of it's also based on his actual parenting experience, which oh, might be a little so more scary. terrifying for you. Yes. Also, the, just the first 10 minutes, I, I definitely disliked the first 10 minutes more than any of the rest of the show, mainly because you're just watching children get traumatized. Yeah, yeah. He's just yelling. It made me think, like, I would probably enjoy this after having kids, like five-year-olds mm-hmm. maybe, where I could find it a little more relatable and know that they're like digging into this joke thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. But mm-hmm. from this perspective, childless Amy was just like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, I think you, I think maybe you have to have been around kids more to, def- to definitely like be like, yeah, kids are just weird. And yeah. this mm-hmm. is something that would totally happen. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it builds on a lot of the frustrations of parenthood and uh, definitely more relating to that than it's like a really dark life in pieces. (laughs) (laughs) And extreme. Yeah. Like some of the situation gets extreme. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just so funny. There was there were probably like two moments that I thought were funny. But other than that, I was like, oh, it's to end. Yeah. <laughs> if you think this is funny, Jen, you really need to watch Catastrophe. It's great. It's on Prime. Okay. I've seen a couple of those episodes. Yeah, I feel like Jen would like that show a lot. Okay. I will check that out then. They also, I think they've just done three seasons, but they also get like very dark. Because actually the co-creator said that his young son did end up like dying. Uh, ah. But so, but he still does. He does comedy bits and pieces about it that I've that I've read. Like he does a very like authentic essays and like takes on what it's like to be a parent and a parent of a sick or dying child too. Mm-hmm. He always has that little comedy bone in him. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not continue watching. It sounds like Amy won't That's either. <laughs> I actually will continue watching this. I'll let you know if it gets. Um brighter i guess <laughs> if there's less like consistent swearing in front of children and berating them maybe that, I is, like that it. part was a little hard because like i don't that was not my experience growing up and i yes, no. don't really i haven't they haven't given us a good enough excuse for that yet yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i mean they, they they explain that he has anger issues so at least we know it's not yeah. just like a normal man doing this mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> but, that oh. it's yeah it needs to be we need to see that being less okay yeah. i need to see somebody yeah. telling him it's not okay hope we'll get there yeah <laughs> All right, shall we talk about It's a Sin? Yes. <laughs> so It's a Sin is a British drama that premiered uh, in January on both Channel 4 and HBO here in the U.S. And it is a five-episode series set in the 80s in London following a group of gay men and their friends during the onset of HIV-AIDS crisis in the U.K. Um, so the premiere introduces us to three main characters as they sort of individually 
um, move out on their own in London and sort of experience sexual liberation for the first time. Um, the show is created by Russell T. Davies, who wrote Queer as Folk and also worked on Doctor Who. And ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the cast mostly is new newbie actors, a couple of stage actors, um, except for uh, one of the characters is portrayed by Neil Patrick Harris, although he's not really a main a main character. Um, and my thoughts on him coming later. <laughs> but it's a really interesting show, especially and I think that it's only five episodes, so I'm sure we'll they'll dive more into um, like the AIDS crisis later, but it sort of just like looms in the background and sort of um, kind of creepily was mentioned while they're all like, exploring their sexuality, um, which was kind of scary to watch. I loved this. Like I laughed, I cried. <laughs> AIDS in the in the background. It definitely like it was almost a song in that it like rose mm-hmm. and by the mm-hmm. end it hits this crescendo yes. of like smack the face. Yeah. And it's I think it was done so well. Yeah, it's a very well made show. It's mm-hmm. very well made. It reminded my note on it was it's an elevated skin with more gay characters and historical references. You love skin. <laughs> it just it is just like the foundation for so much television. I think it Aww. must have been like a I don't know. I think it it was it was like one of the first Very really successful yeah. like teen dramas. Mm. Yeah, I thought this pilot was perfect. Just the way that they introduced all of the characters gave all of them like a lot of depth. They're all likable. Mm-hmm. You're like rooting mm-hmm. for them. It's it was just oh, kind of perfect. It, you know, yeah. it's going to be so tragic though. Uh, I know. I know. It's going to mm-hmm. be so sad. They're building up all of these people. All of them have like big dreams. They all want to do so much. They're all just trying to be free and be themselves. And then you have AIDS creeping in and it's just going to be terrible. I just know it's going to be sad, which is going to make it hard to keep watching, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But there's only four episodes beyond yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So I was reading a little bit about this because it really intrigued me. And they said that the, that this series is really like sort of a take on a lot of the cliches of movies and TV shows that have portrayed um, like the AIDS crisis in like the... It always being like, oh, young gay people can't be happy, couldn't live like fulfilling lives because they all were like struck with tragedy and die. And they're trying to sort of, I think they'll be characters who die, don't get me wrong, but they're trying to sort of show lots of different perspectives um, Mm -hmm. and kind of show their lifestyles. Yeah, away from the fact that this is happening, but it's not all of their life. Okay. Um, okay. I did really really like that. Even in the in the character introduction that each of the main characters have a very different introduction into like becoming a young adult Mm -hmm. and kind of learning who they are and they get to see different iterations of like one of the characters is befriended by neil patrick harris who has been in a long-term relationship and he can he learns that that is a thing and um yeah so what are your what are your thoughts on neil patrick harris's horrible british accent yeah i really (laughs) like i really like this show and I thought, how is this man the weak spot? Because I love Neil mm-hmm. Patrick Harris, yeah. but I thought he was this performance was not great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just the accent. Like, yeah, he put, it, he put a lot into the accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took us out of it. I don't know. I think he was. I think it was also that he, like everybody else, we'd never met before, right? Like we don't. They were mm-hmm. relatively like new actors to us. So to them, to us, it's like that is the they are the character. But like Neil Patrick Harris, we know him so well that we know right. he's playing a character. So it just and like yes. the character he plays is like a little larger than life as it is. 
in a way, Mm -hmm. Uh, like kind of odd, I guess. I I don't know what the word to describe him as. Quirky, that's the word. Yeah. Um, He's kind of a quirky guy. So we know he's playing a character and we know that's not his true self, which we don't. Yeah. Which honestly, all the all the people in this are acting, but we don't know them from other things. Yes. Yes. It's very Mm -hmm. true. And I I think in general, I mean, he played such an iconic character in anything he's in. And kind Mm -hmm. of it's hard for me to forget that character with a few exceptions. But this really I felt like I was watching Barney act. (laughs) That's yeah. true. And I don't think the little mustache helped either. No, it was no. not good. It needed yeah. something to make it different or like him not in a suit or something. Too. That's, yeah. that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would have been yeah. so bad about like him being an American who moved to London? Right. That's true. That would they have didn't. been fine. As soon as they heard yeah. his British accent, they're like, let's make a, a few <laughs> changes yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, like nothing about his storyline would have changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah. it could have it just been he came from New York to back to London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to work in a suit shop. That would have been totally mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amy, I like I like that it's going to maybe be a little more positive because I think it's also important to show that it's not from Mean Girls. You will get AIDS and you will die or whatever right. that was from, right? <laughs> Um, right. Freaks and yeah. geeks. Freaks and geeks. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that because there's plenty of people who live with HIV AIDS every day. Um, right. And I know there's not the same treatments there was then that there is now. But I think it's important that not everybody who get who gets AIDS in this show dies. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I really. Uh, I just. I loved all the characters. They're so likable. Mm-hmm. It's so rare now that we have such likable characters on TV. We've veered so far yes. in the other direction sometimes. Yeah, I feel like so many times we're like, Ugh, everyone in the show is just so unlikable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're rooting for them and rooting for them in different ways and mm-hmm. showing like there can be lots of different characters that are all likable in their own ways. Right, right. <laughs> Dinah's trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> It was also very, the casting was very diverse, which I really liked Mm -hmm. too. And it felt very natural. Just, uh, it was just so well done. (laughs) I would say there is a lot of sex in it. So that's not your thing, you know, but Mm -hmm. none of it was like over the top. I felt like it all had a point and it probably Mm -hmm. won't, it was kind of setting things up. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't gratuitous. It wasn't Game of Thrones sex. No, no, no. Not at all. All right, so we'll all continue watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Especially, yeah. Cool. Well, on to the chase. chase. So the chase, not the version from 2013, because there was a very similar version of this show back in 2013. Um, but this show premiered earlier this year on January 7th, and it features uh, the three kind of goats of Jeopardy: Ken Jennings um, and two other guys that Jeopardy <laughs> watch. <laughs> and two other guys at Jeopardy Watchers are going to murder me about. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe would know their names if he was here. James Holsauer. Yep. And then the third. The Brad. Third the other guy's name yeah. Brad. Yeah. Brad is the other guy. Aha. No. Yeah. I didn't know Brad that much, but my sister is very into Jeopardy. And so she was <laughs> all <laughs> about knowing how many episodes each of them had won and who has the highest <laughs> yeah. money totals. And yeah. That was one so of our was- first quarantine watches. So we, I was like, oh, I know these guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they, yeah. This show is made for people who like Jeopardy, but want like a lighter version of Jeopardy mm-hmm. and a more fun version of Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it is, it's a quiz show that basically runs, there are three random people and they each compete against one of these three Jeopardy champions um, from the past. Each episode only features one Jeopardy champion. So the first one was Ken Jennings um, and then it's kind of a toss up and they rotate through. And then the two um, that aren't just sit in a room and make random comments, which was an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were, really I think like- they were like, well... We got to earn money for being on this episode. (laughs) So we'll just sit here. And have them watch. And none of the comments that they ever made were anything where I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it didn't add to it at all. No, not at all. Um, But they, overall, I found it like, this is not a game show. Because it's made for Jeopardy people, it's not a slowly paced game show. They get out quite a bit of questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of cut to the chase. They do a little bit of the like, tell me about a random time when you were in high school band. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they they definitely don't do it. I think as much as other game shows do. Um, yeah, there wasn't a they, lot of like fussing around. Like it was pretty mm-hmm. to the point, which I appreciated, and especially was great because we were watching on Hulu and didn't have any commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I've seen bits and pieces of James as the chaser uh, of the the Jeopardy Mm -hmm. champion playing against them. And he is much sassier than Ken. Ken tries. Um, He thinks he's funny. I actually actually thought he did a very good job. I'm not going to lie. Mostly with he always explained how we got to an answer, which I thought was fun. Yes. And yeah, he was like, I like that too. Yeah, he was a little, he threw like a little shade, but it was clearly playful. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought he did well. Yeah. So Allie, did the three of did these three guys like create this show? That's what I was curious. Because I think they're all producers on it. Uh, that oh, would make sense. Uh, that would. I... And they're like, we must be in every episode, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I think, actually... yeah, and Joe was like, well, maybe they're all like under contract with ABC. And that's why, because they've all been like kind of guest hosting on Jeopardy and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just have some like a lot of ties with ABC doing all this stuff. Um, that could, yeah, that could definitely be it. Oh, it should be mentioned. She is fairly new, but it's hosted by Sarah Haynes. Um, I think she actually does a really good job. Yeah. yeah. And the other, and the other pieces that I've too, cause there's like, like Alec, like why Alex Trebek was so good at Jeopardy. There's a pace that you need to be polite, but also like, okay, let's get to the questions, everybody. Yeah. Spit them out quickly. Yeah. I think she did a really yeah, good job. I really, job. Yeah. And I really tried to not like her. I don't know. I just like, it's hard to be a host and mm-hmm. it's hard to be a good host, but she did a really good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Didn't make herself the center of attention too much. Yeah. Um, I will say, the, so the reason that I chose this show, it has gotten a lot of uh, press just that I've seen because, so they, like I said, it's a studio game show, um, but they are currently, as of six days ago, under strike. Um, oh, these, these the writers who who write the game show questions um, have been unable to come to a compromise with the production company, um, and they have halted production wow. because writers have walked out. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, but and it, and it really like what is a game show without the question? Right, it's nothing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. say one thing about these questions: they were extremely random. Like way more random than Jeopardy. Like I'm like, how would you know this? Like the it was the, very uh, pop culture heavy. Yes, which was, very yeah. pop culture heavy, which is fun. Yeah. But like some of the, a lot of pop culture, you either know it or you don't, and it's kind of yeah. like I don't know. <laughs> I think they did the pop culture heavy heavy stuff so 
that because in order to progress in this game, the nobodies need to get a question correct that the yeah, Jeopardy champions that's true. don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was also made it really easy to play along at home because there were actually mm-hmm. a large amount of the questions that I was like, oh, I know that. Right, right. Yeah. But you guys, yeah. the, the set was so terrible. I hated the set oh. design. It was like way too busy. You can yeah, see the blue busy. light was like reflecting on everybody's skin. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> awful. I hated it. I was like, this is like somebody who designed a set and it was like in the year 2000. That's what it seemed like. Yes, it's very like, it's like they use the same set from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot like, of flashing the, lights. Yeah, a lot of flashing lights, really bright blues with contrasting yellows. Oh, it was a lot. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not much of a quiz show TV watcher. I mean, who doesn't like a game of Jeopardy every now and then, but I'm not like a huge fan. So this was, at first I thought it was a lot of fun. And then by the end, I was like, okay, let's, this is the same thing over and over and over again. I'm kind of like done. I felt like it would have been better with maybe two contestants, not three. It just mm-hmm. kind of was always so repetitive for me. I was a little bored yeah. by the end. Or having, I mean, this is just the problem of having a network show, but having, if they would have had the freedom to be whatever time, I think only having one game per episode would have been better. Yeah. Yep, more that. Yeah, and also it was an hour. Like that's with commercials, mm-hmm. that's an hour long show. Whereas Jeopardy was only ever thirty minutes. So yeah, it was way too long. Way too long. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be a lot more fun in a half hour segment. Because yeah. yeah, I was I was like, wow. If this had com- if it had commercials, I would not have made it through. They're starving for content. Then if this was an hour long, yeah, that mm-hmm. is no one would have. Why would you make this show an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Just great. Will you keep watching? Like keep it on in the background, kind of a keep yeah. watching. Yeah, like, it's like casual mm-hmm. viewing. Yeah, mm-hmm. something you can put on and not have to pay hundred percent attention. Yeah. Um, I also kind of had a problem. I don't know if you guys noted that noticed this at all, but when the male contestants went, it was like, make your own decisions. You can do this. Like, what do you want to do? What decision are you going to make? But when the female contestant went it was oh you need to consult with your other teammate to decide what you want to do and mm, i thought that was re- that was really strange to me and and actually joe mm. picked up on it too which made me because mm. i was like maybe i'm just yeah. being like too harsh here um but i just thought it was strange that it was like everything was like oh it's your decision it's your decision and it was like you should consult with your teammate and i was like she just did much better than he did and got way yeah. more things right and is doing so much better and she has to consult with her teammate her male teammate she can't make her own decisions (laughs) (laughs) when one of her male teammates got the boot exactly that is strange i also thought they gave her and it might have been because i was like already on that train of thought by that point but i also thought they were giving her questions that were a lot more uh like female centric like they asked mm. her about oprah an indian a market in india that was run by women i will say i know the answer to this one um because i worked on game shows mm. um so there's game show law where writers of the question legally cannot have anything to do with where those questions get assigned mm. Mm. okay um, okay and that would actually happen for us a lot of times too that like these strange coincidences would okay. happen we're like we promise you is pure coincidence mm-hmm. uh that it's just you know this these were the questions for the first game okay mm-hmm. so yeah that was probably just that i had noticed that they had made her consult her teammate about what to do and then i yeah, was like I'm not fed into your why are they doing this to her <laughs> <laughs> i did notice she was the only one and then the other pieces that i've seen of the show she's the only one that i've seen mm-hmm 
do anything other than the middle number when they give them the like options of where do you want to how how much do you want to fight for yeah and she did lower Mm -hmm. and she did so much better she could have gotten the higher one and done Mm -hmm. fine that's true although he said that that was probably the smartest move who did ken yeah that's because he's just cocked yeah He's competing against yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. But I think he was right that picking the middle one doesn't make sense if you really are going to play it safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. you better play it I thought the middle one yeah, didn't make any sense. You either go for high or you go low. Yeah, in the middle of the I agree. Like, <laughs> All right. So binge, renew, cancel. What are you guys doing? This one is so easy. Oh. Um, binge, it's a sin. Cancel breeders, obviously. <laughs> and uh, renew the chase. Oh, okay. Well, I would cancel the chase binge it's a sin and renew breeders Mm. Hmm. yeah i know i want to cancel breeders (laughs) (laughs) but i'm torn as to am i just watching the same season over and over again if i renew it's a sin yeah that's why i didn't choose that Um, it's maybe that series but yeah maybe it means you're like hopeful they would make another season or something like that it would continue on yeah i'm gonna say renew is a sin if it continues on yeah and binge the chase acceptable answer we all had different (laughs) we did (laughs) that's a first i think i know we've all had different (laughs) answers well you guys have a different answer or you have other shows that you want us to watch you can follow us on instagram and reply in our instagram story that we post at whatever time we choose to post it Because that's how we function over here. Free and loose. (laughs) Free and loose. Um, But yeah, sending us a DM also works. Or if you're an email person, you can send us an email at s1e1podcast at gmail.com. And we will be back with you soon. Thank you for listening. And as always, thank you to at MetaMither for our lovely intro and outro. And (laughs) thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.